Hey homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turn marketer, turn interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is you guys are coming with me. All right, guys, I, along with the new format of, not the new format, but the new name of the podcast, Real Talk Design, I'm going to have a couple episodes where I focus on something maybe a little less specific to design. So mental health will be one and just maybe business in general will be another. And I'm going to call them Real Talk Mental Health, Real Talk Business, Real Talk Whatever, um, just depending on something that might be less specific to design in general. But a hot topic nonetheless, because as business owners, we're dealing with a lot of stuff going on in our heads. And at the end of the day, it's you're going to be your own worst enemy. At least I know that I am. So I've shared with you guys a little bit about some of the struggles I've had, um, specifically anxiety, a lot of procrastination issues. And I did a lot of research on adult ADHD and I really kind of think maybe I might have ADHD. So I did share in the Facebook group that, you know, I, the, the, this was the year I was going to figure out what my problem is and why I know procrastination sounds like no big deal, but it is a massive problem for me, um, where I cram things last minute. Um, I procrastinate every day and then I, then think about how I procrastinated every day I have and then it turns into anxiety and it's a basic like constant feeling of like turmoil in my brain which feels a little bit like a dramatic word but that feels like the right word um and this is just now as I kind of stare down the barrel of age 40 or something a little less dramatic um I just, I don't know. I'm kind of like, it's time to figure your shit out, lady. Like, get your, get it together. It's time to get, get your head right. So I started by going to talk to a psychiatrist who, like, truthfully was a referral. And I had, you know, I was warned that he wasn't the greatest, like, person to talk to. But he was really good at diagnosing. Truth was, I went to him five times. I learned a couple, like, some really cool things, like, some cool things. I learned a lot of like interesting things about the brain and, and, you know, things like that. But he literally made my blood boil. He, I, I would look at the clock. He'd be talking for 15 minutes straight to which my anxiety levels would, I would leave where with my anxiety levels at all time highs. Anyway, I left there thinking though, like, you know what, this is not a good fit. So plan B, go back to the doctor Ask the doctor to refer you to an ADHD specialist. Let's just freaking get this done. So that's what she did. So here is what is happening tomorrow. Tomorrow I will be going to my first appointment at what is called here in Toronto, the ADHD clinic. And I'm going to share with you the experience. Obviously, I'm not going to freaking podcast at my appointment. But what I want to do is share a little bit of 
this little journey with you. So from my, to my knowledge, it's the ADHD clinic, but at the end of the day, it's going to help identify things like depression, anxiety, other potential causes of whatever your issues are. And so in Canada, um, we have pretty decent healthcare, but, um, a big chunk of this because is not covered by OHIP because it's like psychiatry. Like there's, I think there's various doctors involved. All I know is it's appointment one is two and a half to three hours. Yeah. Appointment two is, I want to say an hour and a half. Yeah. An hour and a half, which I'm going next Tuesday. And then from there, there might be an appointment three, which might be another hour, hour and a half, or maybe no appointment. So, I have no idea. I asked if there's anything I need to do to prepare. I am freaking terrified. I, I don't, I'm really nervous. Um, I have no idea what to expect, but at the end of the day, I feel like this is one step closer to just kind of just getting the old head on right, you know, so that I can stop being my own worst enemy. I wanted to share a little bit about why I personally think I might have ADHD and I I'm going to I want to share this number 1 because maybe some of these signs will be things that you resonate with and I don't know yet. I don't know if I have ADHD, but one thing I'll say is on the procrastination front, um I talk about my procrastination and I get a lot of feedback like well everybody procrastinates including like conversations with my my boyfriend. And yeah, absolutely. I fully get it. Everybody procrastinates. Um, but I'm going to read to you something that I read. So in preparation for my meeting, so I'm actually talking to you now after my first appointment is done. I just woke up. It's Sunday. I'm a little raspy, so I apologize for my like Barry Manilow voice. But um, I want to share with you uh, some stuff that I did before I went to that appointment, and then I'm going to tell you how that this appointment went down. Let me tell you, it was crazy. But um, but let's start with some of the reasons why. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share those reasons by reading some of the things I noted because number one, I have no idea if this has anything to do with ADHD, but I just knew first of all. I didn't, I didn't, I think I said it costs $1,500 plus tax for me to go to this thing. It's two, maybe three appointments. So I need to make sure that I'm fully prepared to tell them the reasons why I think I'm there and make the most of those, that meeting and make sure I don't completely blank out, which is basically what I would do if I didn't write down all of the reasons why. I never explain. I don't know why I thought maybe procrastinate, it, it, the, the ADHD thing was a trigger of my procrastination. Um, so one morning I just woke up or one night, I can't remember. And I thought, what if ADHD is, or what if procrastinate, my procrastination is ADHD? And that's kind of how I did, went down this path. I start, I took a bunch of online tests for ADHD. If you're thinking that this is something that you might have too, then I'm just going to share with you the reasons why and what I did. And then from there you can go get like medical advice, obviously. And I, so I went on, I searched adult ADHD. I got a bunch of quizzes that I, I definitely just filled out and I ranked really high on all of them. I read a bunch of articles that I resonated with. I would search things like procrastination and ADHD, overwhelm and ADHD and any like weird things that I do that I thought like, does ever anybody else struggle with this? That maybe it has to do with ADHD. I just searched it. So 
Thursday night before my appointment, I was like, you know what, Michelle, just sit down. You're going to write, you're just going to make a list of all the reasons why, like, maybe this is a thing slash all the things that you're struggling with more on a mental health level. And for whatever reason, even though I had done tons of ADHD research before, I did not come across this one article until Thursday night. So I'm going to re- I read this article and then I kind of I borderline wept after I read it. This thing resonated so hard with me and filled me with so much hope. Like the only thing I didn't relate to was the fact that the article says like most people don't want to be diagnosed with ADHD. And like, granted, I'd rather not, but at the same time, I, I, I'm like, it feels like an answer to me and it just sounds so dramatic and I don't know how to articulate any of it, but these two articles that I found did a great job. So I'm going to try to speed through it and tell you some of the things that I resonated with. It's a great article. I will share it in the show notes by show notes. I mean, the notes attached to this podcast specifically so that you can read through it. This is actually an article called 23 signs you do not have ADHD. So basically it's saying like, if you're any of these things, then you don't. And the way I resonated to it was like that I didn't have these things. So number one, you're a mess in a crisis. So most people with ADHD are really brilliant and adrenaline flows. I'm not going to go through more of that, but I, I think I, I'm pretty good in those situations. I don't have a lot of those examples to draw on, but I have a couple Um, This is the biggest one. This is like huge like this. This has articulated what I have said out loud to my boyfriend and to various friends about my procrastination. So you feel like you are living up to your potential. So if you are feeling that, then you probably don't have ADHD. But I'm going to read this entire thing because it resonates so hard for me. So many adults with undiagnosed ADHD feel I'm underachieving regardless of how much they have achieved. Despite co-writing, co-starting, and producing hundreds of episodes on TV and radio, I always felt like I wasn't living up to my potential. One reason we feel this way, because it's often true. It's hard to achieve your best when you have the equivalent of five radio stations blaring in your head 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. This right here, hundred million times a zillion percent. I was I went on a hike with a friend not that long ago, and she was like, I can't remember. She's like, it sounds like you got a lot going. Like she's like, there's so much going on in your brain. I talked to another friend, and she's like, your brain sounds exhausting. Yeah, it is. Number three, you finish projects like a pro, and then it goes on to say, wow, what's that like? Yep, 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 yep. Um, someone tells you, you seem like you have ADHD lately. So obviously if somebody says that to you, then probably means that you're acting out of the norm. So, um, generally speaking, like whatever those symptoms are, like being scattered, confused, overwhelmed, like that's something you feel all the time and you probably wouldn't look any different because it's your whole life is like that. And that I relate to, uh, someone asked, what did you say a minute ago? You can tell them. Yeah, I can't tell you that. Sometimes with the podcast too, that's problematic. So I have to write things down. Um, Without taking your eyes off the screen, you can tell me where you left your car keys. Uh, No. And in fact, I had to replace a a set of keys for my car because I couldn't find them. I'm pretty sure I accidentally threw them in the garbage. So that cost me $250. But if you talk to my boyfriend, this is probably one of the reasons that he wants to strangle me on the daily. 
Okay. This one I don't relate to. You've been in the same company more than six months, but I will say that I've been in the same company more than six months back in the day because I never believed I could get a job anywhere else. So I don't know. Um, no one in the family have ADHD. Um, so again, I'm reading these. If you, if you resonate to that, that means you don't have ADHD. I have no idea if anybody in my family has ADHD because I just have no idea. Um, so I can't answer one way or another on that, but I am going to ask my brother once I go through this a little more, I'm going to send him this article and ask him if he relates to any of this. You have your taxes done and files ahead of time. That means you probably don't have ADHD. Story of my life, Michelle, I'm going to do my business expenses monthly. I'm going to keep up to date with it. Yeah, no, even with my best intentions, I am never ahead of the game on any of that kind of thing. Hyperfocus doesn't resonate with you. So on the flip side, uh, they talk about hyperfocusing on for ADHD and being able to do something for a really long time. And there's definitely times when I, I'm able to kind of just power through something and go pretty hard and not stop. Specifically, a great example of that would be um, the Airbnb. Even the the one owner just kept saying, like, your energy levels are like, you, we need to bottle your energy because I don't that's not normal. <laughs> so I just, I can keep going pretty hard, um, when passionate about something. You have no trouble reading this. If you have no trouble reading this article, you're probably good to go. Um, no, I skim everything. In fact, my skimming is a problem when I respond to emails to clients. And it happened to me earlier this week where I, um, accidentally responded to a client thinking she meant one thing and I think I sounded a little defensive and then I for sometimes I'll go back and reread an email that I either sent or or received and I re and I realized she did not say any of what I thought she said so I had to email her again and be like I'm so sorry I misunderstood what you said and really all I would have need to do there is just stop read the entire email I I skim and then I react very quickly you listen more than you talk. If you listen more than you talk, then you probably don't have ADHD. I used to get in trouble for talking all the time in school. It was one of the biggest things that I used to be terrified of for my report card. Um, I will say, though, I have really good self-awareness, so I try to check myself. Um, I mean, I'm going to be 40, so I, this might have been something I was worse at early on, but I like to think I have self-awareness, but um, sometimes you just got to check yourself. Maybe, you know, I'm probably going to stop because this is probably getting boring. I'm going to link it to things. But um, I think that's kind of it as far as I want to say on that article. So, yeah, I read that and then I just, I, I don't know why. I just, it felt like so on point and it just starts to feel like answers. I'm going to read something else. So I happened to be, I was curious about certain ADHD medications and, you know, whether they worked for adults and whatever. And I came across an article. And at the end of the day, I'm not saying that medication is the answer or not the answer. I personally think that each individual needs to make a decision for you. And my decision is going to be to start by medicating because I'm utterly exhausted. And I just need to, to, I just need to allow myself to not feel the way I feel all of the freaking time. So anyways, I read an article about um, somebody's experience to taking a, a medication and in the interest of uh, just being, <coughs> excuse me, responsible, I'm not going to talk about if I am taking a medication, what medication that is. I'm going to try to keep the medication talk to a down on the download just or just to a 
dull roar because I don't, I don't want, I want people to just do what's right for them and their bodies and not try to chase something that maybe isn't right. Anyway, I read this and this right here explains why my procrastination impacts me on the, on the most massive of level and why I just can't deal anymore. Okay. I'm sorry. I just woke up and I'm a little stuffed up and apparently I got a little cough going on. Anyways, everyone with ADHD knows the fear. You have something to do. You don't want to do it and you can't bring yourself to do it. So you try to ignore it. You'll do it tomorrow or the next, you'll do it tomorrow or the next tomorrow. It's always in the back of your head. And the longer that you wait, the more the fear mounts. The thing is, while easy and, while easy and mundane, it becomes an insurmountable obstacle whose mere remembrance hurls you towards a panic attack. You begin to doubt your ability to do the thing despite its simplicity. Your stomach drops at the thought of it. That's the fear. Another article that I related to so freaking hard because my problem is I'm not great at articulating things that I feel, whether it be pain or emotions. And, you know, I told Dave, like every now and then I start to talk about it and then I start to cry when I tell Dave and I think he feels very confused and I'm like, look, I internalize a lot. Like I know I talk a lot (laughs) and I tell you a lot, but I also internalize a lot of it because I just don't really completely understand how to articulate how I feel. But all I know is like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. So anyway, that's, that's kind of something, some of the things that I kind of pulled together um, I'll, and I'll read a few reasons um, so the, as to why I think I might have ADHD and the things I wrote down to talk to the doctor about. So um, severe procrastination and distra- distraction, avoidance of tasks needing extended mental effort, constantly feeling like I'm not good enough. I get extremely stuck in the details, constantly feeling like I'm not living and up to my potential, even though technically I've had great success. Um I avoid in anything regarding instructions unless there's a picture, unless it's like Ikea instructions, I just avoid that. I just abort mission and don't want to do it. I overcomplicate and overthink everything. I find it really hard to make decisions specifically surrounding like working with people. So like I want to coach, I want help on certain things in my business, but I feel completely paralyzed with how to decide who that person should be. Um, People may have assumed I'm lazy will. Okay. So I copied this cause I resonated with it Weak willed, weak willed, weak or dumb. So that's hard for me to admit, but yes, I've in high school, I used to be told that I was ditzy, um, things like that. Um, I find it borderline impossible to remember conversations. I, I lose things daily, like daily keys, phone, earphones, you name it. I lose it. I can hyper-focus Um, I'm really good at focusing on all the wrong things every day. Um, I, I've struggled to work on a project unless things are all completely aligned a certain way. I think it has to do with overwhelm and not being able to kind of break down a project. Um, and the thought of having to do that really just turns me off. I'm the queen of the to-do list and organization ideas. I've changed my organization process about a hundred times. Um, talking too much, not finishing things that I start. Uh, I feel really passionate about something one day and then I move on pretty quickly. I will think something one minute and it feels like really like, oh, important. And then the next minute I'm like, what the the hell did I, what was that? I can't remember. Um, Problems focusing on a task. I overwhelm easily and like to a point where 
I build up. I take on way more than I can chew and then I overwhelm and like just a simple email from a client can like pull like either like completely put me over the edge or just give me like serious anxiety. Um, sometimes people, when they talk to me, I tune out. I think it's like when things get to be a little, a little too detailed, I just, whatever. I'll watch a two hour movie and not know the main character's name. I'll watch a series of TV shows, like, like more than one. And I won't know characters names. I get uh, really weird about routine. So I think like in order to, you know, not overlook certain things like shaving my legs trimming my nails that I like the only way I'll do it is if I like turn it into a routine routine but that doesn't end up working very hypersensitive to criticism uh my brain doesn't seem to want to take on anything new uh let's see I catastrophize um piles of paper error I'm a perfectionist everything I need to do needs to be the best and has to be like wow I need to make sure, like, if I do something that people are like, wow, that was amazing. My mind never shuts off anxiety. Okay, so those were some of the reasons that I put down to talk to the doctor about. And I'm now going to tell you what my first appointment was like. And it was not what I expected. So I got there. And normally, they guess they would have mailed me a bunch of forms to fill out. But they didn't get that in the mail. So I had to fill those out which is kind of seems like ironic that they want an ADHD person possibly to fill out. I'm telling you, there was, I should have counted them. Damn it. That would have been better. I'm a journalist. I should have wrote that down. <laughs> I'm not a journalist. Um, okay. I know you know that, but I want you to know that I don't think that I am. <laughs> um, and so I probably filled out 10 forms, all of which were like the same form, but it seemed like they were from different, like, like, I don't know, different, organizations that put together that form for ADHD. So it's like just the same thing a lot of the time. And then also, so, you know, just answering like on a scale of one to five type thing. So easy breezy enough to fill out. Um, and then I was given a form that Dave has to fill out on my behalf, or it doesn't have to be Dave, but somebody who knows you really well. So answering a lot of the same questions probably, but him answering them for me. And then, um, and he said, please don't read my answers. I was like, look, I'm not going to be upset, but I won't read them if you don't want me to. <laughs> He's like, I don't want you to be offended. And I'm like, whatever. Anyway, so so that was the first thing. And then I needed to go into a room with a lady and she did the intake. And she just basically started by saying like, what, you know, why, why are you here? And I was really glad that I made that list that I mostly just read for you. So I would read things and then I would elaborate. And she just typed. She's like, I'm just typing everything you're saying. She just type, type, type. And then, um, then she would go into a series of a lot of the same questions that were on the form, the forms uh, that I filled out. And so, but it was more of a like, yes, no, sometimes. And then I would elaborate and then she might ask questions or yeah, ask for, for more clarification or whatever. So it was just a lot of that. And at one point I kind of semi cried a little bit, but I reeled that in. I suspect that with my meeting with a psychiatrist, I'm going to cry a lot, which is great. Um, and I think it's, I don't know why I'm a little weird. I, I, I'm think, pretty sure it's a woman I'm talking to and I feel much more comfortable talking to a woman. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case. So then I had to go back to the waiting room and wait for the second portion of this thing that I didn't know what was going to happen. <coughs> but then, um, it was a guy that I had to go meet with, which I was a little like, Oh man, I didn't know what I was. I thought we were going to talk about like, I, I didn't know. I thought it was going to be like, I thought he was a psychiatrist. 
but then he, um, basically what we did was a series of intelligence tests. I think he called them. And I was like, wow, great. Uh, this is going to be fun. Um, the first little bit was fun. There was fun parts that I really enjoyed and then parts that were utterly humiliating. So, um, the first bit was like, here's a series of blocks that have a specific pattern. I'm going to show you a picture and I need you to make that picture, that shape, that kind of pattern, I guess, if you want to call it that using the blocks. And then he would time me. So I basically did that. I, I actually really enjoyed that. I think I did really, I think I did really, really well, except for maybe a few that kind of had more of a bit of a head scratcher. I think maybe just one, <clears throat> but like, I'm competitive. I'm very competitive. So you put a stopwatch in front of me and I want to be like blowing it away. <coughs> then we moved on to, um, this thing that he said, okay, I'm going to give you a series, two words. And I want you to tell me how they are, the, how they are similar. And then he, st- the first one he said was two and seven. And he said words, but I think in my head, I thought there was going to be a series of numbers. So I said, I was like two and seven. Well, like, other than that, they're both numbers. Uh, and he's like, no, that's the answer. I was like, oh, okay, got it. I'm like, well, I overthought that. And then, and then he went on to be like, I, I can't, this is my lack of being able to remember, but he would basically say two words and then I would get it. And then he would move on to the next, but every now and then I, he would say two words and he would say, can you tell me more about that? So he would, he had a clipboard in hand and he would be writing things down the entire time. And I probably was in there for at least an hour. So I, I don't know. And I taught, I did a lot of like self-deprecation stuff in there. So I don't know if that got written down. I was like, oh, that was really fun with the blocks. But so then he had this like little easel with a book on it. And so he would read the two words. And then I think the book had like what the answer should be probably. Um, so, and and then I did a bit of research afterwards because I was curious about like, well, first of all, the one that he said that I, he kept saying, can you tell me more about was, um, what are the similarities between a, a badge and a crown? And I said, I don't know. They're both things that you wear. Uh, they have to do with authority. And then he just kept saying, can you tell me more about that? And I could not. So I'd love if anybody else could. And at the same time, Dave also said like, well, maybe maybe that was it. And maybe he was, I don't know, maybe like, maybe the test wasn't that you didn't get that. I I don't know. And then we went back to, oh, a series of puzzles that were okay. Similar to the blocks, but this time it was all on paper and it would be like a shape on the top. And then on the bottom, there would be like a bunch of uh, other shapes that you would put together three of them to make the shape on the top. And the key was it needed to be three. So he like showed me an example and I actually enjoyed that. That was fun. Um, Then the first time I did it, I pointed to two because the thing was there would be two that could make the same shape. He's like, reminder, it needs to be three. So I don't know if that was another thing. I didn't remember that instruction. But so then the next one he did was I'm going to repeat a series of numbers and I want you to repeat them to me back. Fine. Like two, seven. Okay. Two, seven, two, seven, three. Okay. Two, seven, three. And then, um, I did, uh, that one was dicey at some points. I was just like, no, I, no, I got nothing. Um, and I, I didn't, and I, you weren't allowed to use your hands, even though I did at some point. So then he moved on to, I'm going to give you a series of numbers and then you're going to repeat them backwards to me. 
that also made me feel like an idiot, but less so because, well, that's memory, but I didn't care as much about that, but I, I did not the greatest at that. Then he, this one was the worst. I felt, <clears throat> again, like a complete nutter moron, and I just kept telling him how humiliating it was. Um, then he did things like, okay, Sally has five apples. She gives four to Sam. How many apples does she have? Yeah, that wasn't easy enough. Uh, but then it went on to be like, if one pack of gum has 25 and there's eight packs of gum, then how much gum does he have or stuff like that? And, you know, did I do well on that? I am going to say no. It, it was very interesting. It was, it was kind of like I had, I enjoyed the puzzle stuff a lot. I didn't enjoy the other stuff a lot, but I think that this is something somebody, a friend of mine was like, Oh, that might be something that they give to see if somebody's gifted. And I was like, yeah, except I'm not gifted. So it was really more just humiliating than anything, but it was cool because I had never experienced a test like that. And so now what's going to happen is I'm going to hear the results of that test. And I asked him like, am I going to get to find out by categories? Like I would like to hear that. I'm like, turns out you're really good at puzzles, but you're not good at X, Y, Z. Anyway, so that's where I'm at now. I'm going to share with you how my appointment goes on Tuesday. Um, I want to share this so that maybe people who feel the same way that I feel uh, will be like, oh, hey, this is not how you're supposed to feel. And, you know, just to share with you kind of what that journey looks like. And I'm here for a quick update before the real update, which is my next appointment. So I want to share a little something which just the purpose of me sharing this is to kind of tell everybody that social media can be very misleading. So today I posted on my Instagram stories, I just posted about new podcasts and I had a picture of like, you know, me editing a podcast. And then um, Anna Cole, who has been on my podcast before, DM'd me, I don't know how you do it all. My response was, I have terrible mental health. I'm really good at focusing on all the wrong things. And then she said, you should do a podcast on how you do it all. You are inspiring when I'm feeling like slacking off. And this is highly shocking to me because that's not... This screams to me that social media, that we all need to check ourselves when we're watching people on social media because that is not how I feel. Granted, one of the things that... One of the things that ADHD um, is that you feel like you're not living up to your potential and you're probably a lot more hard on yourself than most people. So maybe that's what's happening. But I really don't feel like that's what's happening. I honestly am extremely good at procrastinating everything that actually matters and focusing and doing a whole lot of what actually doesn't matter. And while I love this podcast and it's amazing, it's really not driving revenue in my business. So I just want to put it out there that I am not doing it all. In fact, I'm barely hanging on over here. Um, my, and when I made the joke about my mental health, it was not a lie. I am hanging on by a thin thread pretty much all of the time. And most of that comes to a head when I lie in bed at night. In fact, last night I had a very horrible evening. Um, it was probably some of the worst anxiety I've had. I felt like my body was shaking. It was, it was not good. So I just, I just say this because I want to make sure people know that social media looks like everything's going amazing. But the truth is like, these are just curated feeds 
And I'm not intentionally trying to curate my feed that way, but nobody's going to blast all over the internet um, in places that are trying to get clients saying things like, hey, I'm having an anxiety attack over here. I'm procrastinating all the important things in my life. So there you go. Anyways, that's it for now. Next update is going to be about tomorrow's psychiatric appointment. Dun, dun, dun. So I am back and I have an update. So after my last appointment was um, rescheduled to yesterday, I went to the clinic and I met with a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, I don't know why I pronounced it like that. And we had a really long talk. Um, like I said, I think I said this earlier, I, I made a huge list because I was really, I was really, really nervous that I would um, forget to actually, I just forget everything <laughs> that, you know, why I actually thought I might have ADHD. Um, so I just made a complete list and I made that list based from like, just from like my own experiences. Then I made the list from reading articles and anything that resonated with me. And then I left the list in the folder so that the doctor could actually review it. And, um, so before I actually met with her, she, she was debriefed, I guess, with the intake lady. So basically getting up to speed with all of the answers that I, I, I provided in my initial intake meeting. But, um, but basically Turns out that I do have ADHD. So I, it was a very emotional moment. I mean, the entire time I talked to the psychiatrist, like right from go, I got emotional. It's just kind of the frustrations I feel are very high. And um, I know to people looking in, you know, I shared that uh DM that I got the other day before this information. I know that from the outside looking in, you all potentially, well, those of you who even, you know, follow along other than listening to my podcast, like feel like I'm the most organized person in the world that I have, that I, I do so much. But the truth is I am a hundred percent always busy, but I'm also like most of the time focusing on nothing that matters. Whether, you know, I love this podcast, but this is, let's be real, this is a form of a distraction because this is not, this is not um, the highest priority as far as driving revenue into my business and me paying my bills. So, um, so anyways, I, you know, shared my frustration and then near the end, she was like, she could sense that I was really trying to tell her as much as I could and maybe at a rapid pace. Cause you know, when you pay $1,500 for something and you aren't sure if you're going to get another meeting, you're kind of desperate to make sure that they know everything that you're thinking and feeling. And she was like, don't worry, like we're going to be able to meet again. And then near the end I said, okay, so like, what are we thinking? Are we, she's like, no, I mean, everything is definitely pointing towards ADHD to which I said, um, you know, I don't know if you're supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. And then she was kind of like, oh my God, what are you going to say to me? But I just said like, I'm very open to medication, which translation meant I would like medication, but I didn't want to say it quite so aggressively. And she said, oh, medication is 100% the first line of treatment for ADHD. So while things like depression and anxiety, normally they would prefer that you would go the, um, 
you would they would prefer that you go like the therapy route. Apparently, ADHD is not is not like that. So apparently, this is uh, the first line of treatment and the most effective way to deal with all of the side effects slash symptoms, whatever you want to call it, that goes along with ADHD. And um, I left that meeting feeling like an intense sense of emotion. I'm getting the emotions now again. But, um, you know, we made the appointment. She originally wanted to make an appointment two weeks from now. And I was like, mm-hmm, no, thank you. Let's please do this immediately. So we scheduled something for Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. I would have moved everything in my calendar to make it happen because at this point, I just feel like I need to move forward with dealing with it, a.k.a. treating it. Because now that I feel like I have this insane explanation in my head, like just, it just, it's crazy. It just feels like I'm full of hope. I'm still trying to be cautiously optimistic because I have heard she did say that treatment works for eight out of 10 people. And, you know, I, I'm going to go back and listen to um, my explanation of the things that I've been feeling and what I've kind of been dealing with um, because... I feel like a lot of people around me might be confused by this. And sometimes when I say certain things, even when I was talking to the doctor, I kept crying. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, this feels so dramatic. But it's just the amount of turmoil that you feel inside from some of this stuff is really debilitating. And after doing a lot more research on ADHD, I've read that it's one of the most debilitating disorders that exist. And let me tell you, as I'm turning 40, this is now like 40 years of my life. And I, everything makes so much sense now, like I fully lost my job. So one of the symptoms is also changing jobs, changing jobs a lot, which I did not do. Mostly I did not do that because I never thought I could get another job. That was just like horrible self-confidence. And the truth was I excelled at that job because none of the work I was doing was overly stretch work for me. Like it wasn't overly difficult having to overexert my brain type stuff. Then when I went into the next company as VP or sorry, um, director of marketing, And it was a stretch and I didn't have a boss to go to for X, Y, and Z. And I had to make all the decisions and I had to, I had to build out a website, which everything makes sense now as far as why I was procrastinating on that and why I was struggling so hard, even though I made my own website, no problem. But there was a lot of, um, backend stuff that I just couldn't wrap my head around. And instead of like dealing with it, I just, what I've learned in yesterday's meeting with my doctor was that you know, often with ADHD, any tasks that require additional effort and brain power, your brain just says like, nope. And while most people are able to talk, tell themselves like, no, Michelle, like you need to do this. Your brain does not have the capacity to do that. And it just basically says, no, not doing it. Something else that I read, I am like friggin' eyeballs deep in reading a lot about ADHD. So I'm not on Reddit, but I just joined Reddit so I could read more about ADHD. Um, So I want to read something that I read this morning, I think. So it was about, okay, 
somebody was saying something about their use of medication, but, um, and how like they were struggling, like the medication wasn't doing a certain thing. And this was what something, somebody replied to that. So I'm going to read this as well. It really resonated with me and it, and it, but it resonated in a way that I was like, oh wow, I had no idea that's what was going on, but that makes so much sense. So uh, things do get better from here. She says, it's still a long process and won't happen overnight, even with medication. For me, there were two major pieces. The first was that I needed to find the right level of medication for me. The second and more important piece was that I needed to learn and develop new habits and skills. Prior to getting the medication that she was on, all of my habits were built around my ADHD. This unfortunately led to me using procrastination. So guys, as you know, this is my biggest hurdle in life. as a way to build up my stress to let me get things done. When I was stressed enough, I can always focus. I spent all of university cramming. So that was like huge for me because while I didn't realize that's what I was doing, so once I got so stressed, like to the point where I had no choice but to do it, I could do it and get it done. So anyway, um, here's what I know is that you know, I think medication is going to help a lot of the things, but what I've read is like people with ADHD, like that being an example, don't always have the tools to figure out how to plan their day. Luckily for me as a coping mechanism, as many of you may already know, because I've shared a lot of my productivity hacks. I did an episode on that in my Facebook group. I talk about a lot of the organizational stuff, which is you know, a big reason why I think this comes as such a shock to people, because people really do believe I'm highly organized. But if you saw my house, you would know that I have become fairly organized in areas that I have had to become organized in order to offset my the horrible anxiety that builds as a result of not being organized. So I I'm, I feel good that I think I'm going to have some of the tools um, in order to be able to make my days as productive as possible um, and kind of work my way through that. But I am nervous about this thing I just read and like how I'm just, I think it's going to be a really long um, process to figure out kind of a new way of living once I potentially, not potentially, once I start medication because I'm 100% doing medication. And um, for the reasons that I already explained, it's the first line of treatment and I am exhausted. And I, while I'm going to continue to work on ways and strategies for dealing with ADHD, everywhere I've read, if you, there's no reason to not be on medication. And I don't think it's, there's a problem with that at all. So anyways, I'm going to keep you updated on my next appointment and I want, and I'm going to share this episode before I actually start the medication and I will do an update on what my medication looks like. I have more to say. (laughs) I just thought of something else. So, um, another thing I I think I wanted to bring up is I've had these symptoms like my, my whole life. I've procrastinated my whole life. I've struggled to read. I I've always had to reread paragraphs. Um, As a child, I talked so much that I would get moved and every report card would be about how much I talk and that if you're a woman and you're resonating with any of this, but you're like, well, I don't seem hyper. There are varying types of ADHD that exist. And as uh, girls are less 
girls are less likely to be diagnosed because their symptoms in early age are more like things like they talk a lot. Um, they, they don't pay attention and people just mostly say, well, that's her personality as opposed to like a disorder. Um, and so anyway, I have definitely in college, I would have, I went to school for graphic design and we had, um, major projects that we would do. We rarely had tests, um, or essays. I mean, very rare, but if we did, I can assure you, I did those the night before, even though we would have like weeks, maybe even in some cases, months, I feel like this is going on memory. So everything could be skewed. Um, I also have zero recollection of doing homework ever in elementary school. Like I'm obviously sure I did, but memory of me sitting down and doing homework is literally zero, not a memory I have. Um, but anyway, so all that to say that I definitely have been dealing with these struggles my whole life. But when I took on my new role in corporate, when I lost that job, I think I just, there was so much coming at me um, that, and and so much of it had to be figured out by me that I think it just put everything into like overdrive. And, and because a lot of that work was me having to, learn new things and um, figure things out. So what I feel like I've learned is I know now, after learning all of this, that I am very resistant. I'm really good at doing things that I already know. I'm really good at doing a task that I know is fairly easy. But when it takes um, mental when it's something new that I haven't done that requires me pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, my brain is extremely resistant to that. So, you know, the new build company or the new build project being one of them. Also, it's so massive a project. Another struggle I have is being able to prioritize. So basically they call this your executive function, which I knew nothing about until I started doing the research. So my ADHD is um, all kind of issues with executive function, which apparently is one of the hardest um from what I've read, one of the more difficult things to kind of, I, more debilitating. It becomes extremely, this is the, the type of ADHD that can become more problematic um, the older you get because there's more, there's more at stake, there's more consequences for actions of this type of stuff. So anyway, um, I lost my train of thought as to why I came back on. There was a real purpose for me coming back on and I don't remember what it was. So there you go. And I remember. So when I first sat down with the doctor um, on yesterday, and she was like, oh, so you're an interior decorator or designer, she might have said. And I said, yeah. She's like, that is a really difficult job. And I was like, thank you. I'm like, most people just think, oh, you pick pretty like pillows and this. And she's like, oh, God, no. Like, I can imagine. And she's like, and you have your own business. Yeah. And nobody works and you have nobody that, like for the most part that works with you. No, she's like, yeah, I, honestly, like I can't imagine doing all that with ADHD and you know, the amount of varying tasks. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, not only are you decorating homes, but you also have to do your invoicing. You have to do this. You have to do this. And I'm like, yes. So I'm going from like, yes, I had projects in corporate, but if you think about what we do, every single client we take on is attached to like a thousand plus tasks and steps and decisions 
as well. Not only like tasks, but decision upon decision upon decision. And then she made a point of like, not only that, but you're managing people, people that you can't control, difficult people. And I'm like, yes. She's like, and you're a people pleaser, you said. I'm like, yes. And so she she kind of helped me realize that I think that this, because right now I'm in a, uh, I, I think I said this earlier in the podcast, I had a really bad anxiety episode um, earlier this week in bed because at night is when it really kicks into high gear for me. But I think that it's like doing, I'm not by no means going to not do this. But um, I think just the fact that any project, like anything we do is a big project. (laughs) So any client that you take on is a big project filled with so many tasks. And while yes, for sure that we create repeatable processes, every project has so many nuances that impact your ability to kind of go through that at the the same way. Not only that, what we're doing is subjective and creative. It's not black and white. So she was just kind of drawing to my attention how this, what I'm doing, really just kind of exacerbated my symptoms. And I, and that it just all makes so much sense, you guys. Um, this is going to be, I hope, like a life-changing moment for my life and my mental health and my ability to reach the goals that I've set for myself and I'm so excited to see what the next six months might bring. Even Dave is like, I'm so curious. The The problem, guys, is I don't know if I said this before because I've been recording bits and parts of this as the process has gone along. The thing is, Dave was actually diagnosed with ADHD as a child. And the reason this even popped into my mind is because he brought it back up. He, he has completely different symptoms and he doesn't have the turmoil I have. He just kind of like has managed to box it all up and um he's kind of like you know depending on what it looks like for you over the next six months he's also thinking about you know going to the same doctor and getting um re-diagnosed I guess he would be and then potentially looking at kind of dealing with it so I wanted to give another more tangible example of kind of like the struggles that I would have that I never really could explain and I just I don't know um So another thing that happens to me quite often, especially now that I'm doing so much more, I'm doing so many more things that I've never done before. I obviously started a business um, with no experience in this industry um, other than my own personal experience. And by the way, I have read that uh, people with ADHD make really good entrepreneurs um, and business owners. Not the point of this, though. But one thing I noticed, and this is really hard for me to articulate, so I'm going to do my best, um, is that when it comes to renovation type stuff for me, because I've never done it before, like literally never done it. I've only, well, until like some of the recent stuff I've done in my business, but I never renovated a home on my own before. We are just about to start ours now. I've had some serious procrastination on that front too. Uh, not to mention like we're starting on Tuesday and we're still moving our furniture because reminder that Dave apparently also has ADHD was diagnosed as a child (laughs) so we're quite a pair but uh one thing one really tangible example of this is uh I will see certain things online like before and afters 
And I'm going to give a specific example of one that happened. This happened this week. I saw a before and after of a staircase. And I was like, oh, that looks amazing. That's so great. Um, How the hell do you even begin to do that? And then my brain cannot wrap like this. I don't know if this sound is relatable or if this is like seems ridiculous, but I cannot wrap my head around who to call, how to communicate what I want to do to a staircase to change it. Um, even, even, oh, my alarm's going off because I have to set alarms to remind myself of anything happening in my day. So I don't, that's another thing is, uh, I'm realizing now is that people with ADHD have no concept of time when they screw up their calendars, which is why I rely so heavily on my calendar. Um, so, so be like, I, 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 it's really hard for me to articulate that more than just what I've said. It's like, that idea sounds so huge. The idea of transforming a staircase, which is like probably minimal. I think about how would I communicate that? How would I create a drawing for the person that would be making it? How would I have to select the pieces? Who would I contact? Um, how, you know, what is the first step that would have to happen for me to do this? And I just then get filled with like anxiety about the idea. Another example tangible example. And I know that Jacqueline from Lux Linens, shout out, listens to my podcast. I don't know if she listens to all of them, so she may listen to this, she may not. But an example also recently is that I was having a headboard pillow created for a client, um, you know, a la Amber Interior. Shout out to your inspiration, Amber. You're always an inspiration. Um, And I did not send that to her. Probably it took me a month to pull the trigger on the order because I was so scared of screwing it up and not knowing how to properly send the information to her in order to get that. I'm also terrified of like, is it, I've never done it before. So the end result really scares me. Um, but I, I was unable to, until I had no choice. This is another example of like, I'm procrastinating because I'm a, you know, I'm just the details of figuring it out are more than my brain wants to deal with. And so I just, you know, if I have to go online to figure it out or even ask questions, it just then turns into this monumental task that I just feel like I can't even handle it. And, you know, I haven't gotten that pillow yet and I am nervous. I'm like, what if I didn't communicate that right? And then, you know, I have other designer friends that I'm always in awe of. I watch them do like... I, oh, Michaela of Mint Decor, she's doing renovations. Like it's everything is just kind of making way more sense to me now. And I said, how do you have the courage to take on renovation projects when, you know, you haven't really done that? Um, at least like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe she's done a whole lot of full renovations. And I saw her, uh, Insta story where she's like taking video where, uh, of space is completely gutted. And I'm just like, oh my God, how do you even know what to do? And it just, the whole thing just terrifies me. And I just can't. That's how I feel like I can't. And even, you know, Julie Taylor, shout out to you. I've seen you do renovations as well. And I'm in awe of that. And I'm just like, how are these people doing this? And why can't I do it? Is what I feel like. I'm going to get emotional again. Um, mostly because now I feel like I've been an answer to that issue, which has been like highly problematic. I just... I 
I just couldn't wrap my head around why I felt like I couldn't do this. And I don't know, people listening are probably like, this doesn't sound like a big deal, Michelle, but it feels huge and monumental. And like when you're trying to build a business and you feel like you can't do anything like in interior design and decorating, it's all about doing something that's different and cool. But like, if you don't feel like, Oh, I got a good one. I got another quote that I heard. This is a good one. I was listening to a podcast. I just keep getting nuggets of amazingness. Um, so, uh, the guy said that there's somebody was asking about imposter syndrome, which we all know is a thing, but he said this, which was like highly just resonated as they all do. There is a gap between what we're capable of and what we can execute, which freaking just nails it so hard. Like this might be one of the most insanely apt statements that's just so perfectly said with I think is like I know that I'm capable of more but I feel unable to execute and that right there is what makes me feel like I'm not living up to my potential so anyways I'm just probably going to be such a choppy episode because I'm just going to keep recording things as they come because randomly I just something else comes to me and I I really want to make sure that people who might think this or understand, you know, might be feeling like this is a thing they have, like maybe there's just things you can resonate with. And also, I don't know, part of me, like just being really honest is like, I feel like it sounds like none of this sounds like a big deal. (laughs) And like, I'm doing my best to say out loud why it's such a massive deal to me and why it's like so important for me to deal with this and why even though I haven't like completely been, I, I'm an open book, as many of you know, but there's just, there is still like a lot of things that I'm internalizing. But on, in addition, there's just a lot of things that I thought was me unable to do things, having this realization. And like, this is all just a very new realization that I'm having. And it's very emotional. <laughs> so it's a lot to take in, in a short period of time. Like, you know, you have all these struggles your whole life, but you don't, you don't think you're just like, this is life, you know? And a lot of it turned into anxiety for me. Like, is there other issues in there? Probably who freaking knows, but I've always, I've had anxiety all my life in varying amounts. And in early years, until I started to learn about anxiety and I thought, Oh, that's not how a person feels the way I'm feeling. Like that's not normal is, is insane. And this new revelation is insane to say the least. I don't know. It's all I got right now. So I just edited the first bit of stuff that I recorded throughout the process. And, you know, I had to take out some crap because there's a few times when I did some recording where, you know, a little emotional, a little, little cryy a little bit. And I just think nobody needs, nobody needs to hear that while listening to a podcast you know like it's fine but like it just felt like a bit much so I just went back and edited some of that out there's a couple parts that you probably heard a little bit of that in my voice but um it felt like shit that I should keep in um so anyways guys I'm gonna be wrapping this up but this is now going into like three weeks after um I got diagnosed and it's annoying because number one, I wanted to start medication immediately, like immediately. But then 
the doctor tells you the the ADHD clinic says like you I'm going to send this information to your family doctor and they're the ones who have to prescribe to you. Cool. She's like, you know, it's you call them next Wednesday. Okay, no big deal. What's another week of my life, right? So then I call the doctor trying to make an appointment for next week only to find out my doctor is on vacation or going on vacation in like three days. So I was like, oh my God, like, no, I don't want to wait till she's back after the 16th of June to sort all this out. Like I want, I'm ready to take action now. So basically they're like, you know what, get the, get your clinic to send the information today and we'll see if she can prescribe it before she leaves. And I'm like, you guys are amazing. Okay. I call them back and I give them the situation. My doctor's leaving. Is there any way you can escalate and send this to the doctor like today? They say yes. Bunch of emails, phone calls, sorry, phone calls back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, setting reminders. By the way, guys, memory is a huge ADHD thing to which I had no idea um, that was even a thing, but that's a problem for me. But my coping mechanism for that is I set reminders for everything. So um, they tell me to follow up. I set a reminder in my phone to follow up, um, all that good stuff. So finally sorted out. And then the doctor calls me before she's going to leave on vacation the next day. And she's like, Oh, you know, like, it looks like you need to get blood work done in an ECG or something like that. I don't know what that is, but I mean, I do now, but, um, so I'm like, Oh crap. So regardless, I can't get the medication until she's back because I have to go do blood work which then she has to wait for the results of before she can do anything. So at the end of the day, though, I was really glad that that got sorted before she left. So it gave me the time to go deal with the blood work, get the ECG. Now I have an appointment when she's back from vacation on the 16th. So I'm not, or some, I don't know, whatever, that week. So I'm not starting any medication till then. Let me tell you, it's absolute torture, just like wanting to start this next phase. And I can't, but that's fine. In the meantime, though, guys, I am like... I have like five ADHD podcasts on my phone. I am really digging into everything I can. And right now, I feel like I'm in the phase. Like maybe there's like varying phases of like, it's kind of like, it's like grief. You go through stages. And right now I'm in the wanting to learn more and validating more of my symptoms. Like, is this ADHD? Is this ADHD? Is this ADHD? Anything that's been like a bit of a struggle. And I should note, guys, like, poor memory on its own, like, does not mean you have ADHD. Like, certain things on their own do not mean they're ADHD. But things that affect your life in a negative way and have been happening since childhood is when you might want to kind of go, oh, crap, like, maybe there's something more there. Like, sometimes environmental things in your life or a new job might, might result in things that seem ADHD like, but the key is like having these symptoms since childhood. And let me tell you, I'm no expert, but I feel slightly, I, I don't retain information well on account of the ADHD, something that I recently learned and now can feel, I think the biggest thing is like you learn these things and now you can have a little bit of compassion for yourself and not be so hard on yourself. Um, so it's like, yeah, man, I don't remember people's names. I'm like, frick, what am I going to do? That's a thing. That's a thing for me. I'm going to watch a movie and I'm not going to know the lead character's name by the end of it. What do you want from me? It's just kind of is what it is. But I'm going to tell you a couple more things that I've learned that I think are valuable. And I think that you guys will see how this relates to me because I have shared some of these things with you some of these struggles with you before. And now I'm realizing that it might be related to ADHD. Okay. So 
There's apparently something called, although there's, it's controversial as far as like whether it's a thing or not, but ADHD itself is a controversial disorder. So, and as somebody who feels very like I relate to them, I'm like, no, it's a thing. But um, there's something apparently called rejection sensitive dysphoria. Rejection sensitive dysphoria. And so, Basically, let me see if I can find, um, this is what I read, is like being trapped in an infinity loop where I think people don't like me when it's not the case, and whatever, which causes me to reject them and be distant, which causes them to actually not like me. In the end, my thoughts caused it and, it'll, and it never ends. Anyways, this was in, on uh, Reddit, so somebody posted it. Um, but it's very interesting to me. Because I definitely relate to this. I automatically assume people hate my work and that it's not good enough. And that like, for example, I tell you guys um, in my Facebook group specifically, like I'll leave a client's home and if they don't respond to me the way I expect the response, I go home and for two days I assume that they hated it. So um, I've people in my life people who have been very close to me in my life and I've like confided in know that I often assume people are talking shit about me behind my back all the time. This is embarrassing stuff. That's just very like emo and like not cool, but this is true stuff. In elementary school is a huge thing too that I'm like reflecting upon now and seeing it as there's like a whole thing in elementary school that I will not even get into. It's embarrassing. But, um, I, assume people are not going to think I'm cool enough or this enough, like to like a, to a very like regular degree and, and to a degree of like this here. So in relationships with men, I used to start out strong, feeling confident until all of a sudden, then I would assume that they don't like me. And then I get, I would get like, basically what she described here, he, um, is exactly what I would do. And then it would become a self-fulfilled prophecy. So I would assume that they didn't like whatever weren't, didn't like me. And then I would become very weird and awkward. And then obviously I would just, then they probably just wouldn't like me. And I had this moment actually with Dave, my current boyfriend to which though I did a better job of articulating my feelings and he was just the most awesome dude I ever dated. Cause I only until Dave dated terrible men that were shite but he, he pushed through all of that crazy head stuff. So, um, so anyways, do you can Google a little bit more about that, but it's, it's again, one more thing that I'm like, well, that's an explanation for that stupid crazy in my head. Um, and then another thing is apparently I'm terrible at understanding. These are just more things that I like have dug in more and I don't realize, don't realize it's a thing until, um, I just read it on Reddit and uh, not understanding lyrics to songs. Like if anybody knows me, so specifically like people who have become very close to me know that like, I, I don't understand the most simplest of lyrics and songs that like I'll hear Dave sing it. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's what they were saying there. And I'm like, that's not even like, that's obvious. <laughs> so it like this kind of stuff is so relevant in your life. And a lot of, I will say, a lot of these things, like, yeah, I lose my keys every day. I lose my iPhone all of the time. I like leaving it in cabs more than once. Um, 
that's a whole story in itself, which I think I shared in my Facebook group once, but, um, now they have an explanation, but, um, a lot of them are not overly relevant and like super life altering. And the biggest, like, I want to reiterate that the biggest issues that were becoming very prevalent and problematic in my life was executive function. And I would urge you, if you're not sure, um, about executive, what that is, or like, if you're like, maybe there's a thing here, just go, do yourself a favor and Google adult ADHD. If you're a woman, uh, adult ADHD and women, um, what does it look like in childhood as a woman? Cause it looks very different and just see if, um, you relate to anything. But for me, again, the executive, um, function issues for me are, are impacting my ability to run a successful business and then turning into really kind of debilitating anxiety, mostly at night in the day I'm, I keep busy and it's, it's less problematic at night becomes really problematic. I like in the last two weeks alone, I broke down in, like with Dave and I, and I'm forcing myself to articulate these feelings that I have with Dave and I, and, and, and say like, like, this is what's going on right now. And this is how I feel. I'm trying to be better about that, but it's just, just, here's the deal. If you think there's something going on, I don't care if it's ADHD or something else. There's no reason for us to live that way. And we need to be advocates for ourselves and go take care of it. So one other thing I'm going to, um, quickly talk about is one other thing and it's about my father. So apparently ADHD and bipolar. So first of all, ADHD is very, is inherited. So it's not that it's necessarily you're inher- you inherit it, but you you inherit the the prob- probability of ADHD becoming a thing. So I don't. T- I, I again, I don't retain information very well, so I'm not great at repeating it. But that's that's the thing. Like your possible, like your you inherit the probability of ADHD, whether that's like becoming a thing in your life or the symptoms of ADHD, something like that. Anyways, guys, do your own research. This is not, um, this is, I'm not an expert on the matter, but, um, often, uh, so, and I was trying to identify, I don't know if anybody in my family has ADHD. I reached out to my brother asking him if he related to any of these symptoms, but the thing is, that I think is the biggest thing is I do think from my research is that symptoms wildly vary. And I think like nurture nature situation, like there's certain things in your life that are going to make you respond and be certain ways as well. That makes you respond to HD in different ways. Like for me, I feel lucky in that I have grown to become more self-aware. I think it's because, because my anxiety became so, so problematic. I, then would create coping mechanisms, which were, were, um, you know, getting organized and creating processes, but I become a little bit like obsessed with different ways to be organized and they don't always work. Um, but things like, you know, early in like my twenties, another thing like with ADHD people is they have, they have problem with money. And I remember being in my early twenties and having like three NSF fees in one month and, you know, when you have no money as an early 20 year old, those NSF fees are a problem because you don't have money to pay for them. And they are like 25 bucks each or 50, I don't know what they were. So I remember thinking like, okay, I'm the type of person when there's a problem, 
I, my automatic response is like, I can't feel like that again. So what do I have to do to fix it? So I create a budget spreadsheet that then becomes like something I have to look at and follow. But even though I've been doing that, I've had a budget spreadsheet that now has me and Dave. I manage me and Dave's finances because let's be real. Remember when I said he also has ADHD? There's no way. I, I only trust myself to make sure it gets it happens. But that being said, I still miss bills all of the time, even though I technically have a process around it. So it's a constant like ongoing work of it. But the whole point of what I was going to say was that ADHD is often ADHD and bipolar are have very similar characteristics and they are often either people with bipolar often also have ADHD and it can manifest into bipolar or vice versa. Um, and my father is bipolar. And so it kind of had me reflecting upon his diagnosis and whether that was a misdiagnosis. Um, at this point it's mostly irrelevant. He's a 71, 70, 71 year old man. And this is like his identity and like, there was no point in, um, trying to see whether that was a misdiagnosis or if he also has ADHD, it's like irrelevant now, but a big, uh, one of the things, symptoms of ADHD is outbursts and like anger and being unable to control your emotion. And that's definitely something that he's always had. Um, I don't relate to that symptom at all. I mean, I'm around comfortable people maybe, but mostly I'm, I'm aware that words are heavily impact you can't take back certain things that are said and I'm very hyper aware of that anyways um but I think it's important though the whole point of this uh, I want to say this is that bipolar is often misdiagnosed with ADHD if you've been diagnosed with bipolar maybe it's worth looking into whether there's some ADHD going on in there I I I say all this because like I feel like if I had known any of these things earlier in my life my life could be very different um, number two, anxiety and depression are often, and um, alcohol and substance abuse are all things that are often accompanied, like people with ADHD often have problems with. So for me, I know I have anxiety and I truly believe that my, my core anxiety, the core of my anxiety has everything to do with my procrastination, everything. And so um, I, the one thing I did get from the doctor that I met with that I did not like the one I met with for like five sessions, he did say like, okay, we know you have anxiety. It's really important to identify where that anxiety comes from. Is it just, you have generalized anxiety? Is that, is that just, cause be, before you can be properly diag- uh, before you can be properly medicated or come up with a plan of action to s- resolve whatever issues you have, whether it be anxiety, bipolar, this or that, like you need to understand fully what the core issues are. If you're like me and you don't really understand what ADHD is or that any of the things, because everybody's preconceived notions of ADHD is that it's, you're a hyperactive kid. And that's pretty much all we just think. And it's more than that. So, you know, I do think that, and I, truth be told, feel like maybe there's a little bit of depression going on. Like everybody's got a little bit of depression going on. Um, and I think it all has to do with ADHD for me. So the whole point is that if there's anything going on, do the research, do whatever you can to figure out what's happening because the only person that can truly know yourself, like 
is you. And sometimes it can't be articulated to a doctor effectively. So get on Reddit, um, you know, join groups about anxiety or whatever mental health issues you're having and try to figure out and see what resonates with you most and try at the, and at the core, like make sure too, that you're being true and honest about whether or not those are things that you resonate with. Um, and make sure that it, you know, make sure that you're being real and honest with all of that. Anyways, guys, that was a long one. I edited out a lot of stuff from there and that was a very choppy episode. I'm going to be honest. This is like a little scary to put out there, um, but I think it's important. So I'm going to do it. Um, I haven't even shared in my Facebook group just yet um, because it's just scary to be this vulnerable. And this is very vulnerable right now, but I'm putting it out there. I really hope, and I've actually had a few um, DM conversations with some people who like, for whatever reason it came up and we've kind of chatted about a few things. Um, I think too, another thing with ADHD is from what I understand, this could be misinformation. Um, but you, there is like a spectrum kind of like, um, uh, Asperger's or autism. So like you, maybe you're just like on a lower spectrum and, and maybe it's like a thing, but not like you don't resonate with everything. I don't know. Go see a doctor, go see a specialist, figure it out. It's worth it because your life, like this is your life. It's totally worth it. I'm going to share a few, um, podcasts that I've been listening to and really, really liking. Um, it's only two. I have a whole, I have three, but I'm going to just share the two that I can really vouch for. The one is called I have ADHD podcast. It's a new ish podcast, probably about as new as mine. Cause she only has about as many episodes as I do, maybe a little less. It's a really good podcast. She also has a Facebook group that I'm in and it's really great too. ADHD rewired is a really good one as well. It's got a lot of episodes. Um, and they also have a Facebook group and they take that shit real serious. You got to fill out like a whole form, which I did by the way, and I have not gotten accepted into the groups. I don't know what's going on there, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm going to give you guys an update at some point on the medication scenario and what, what to expect. I, I, I want you to know that I'm very cautiously optimistic. I'm not expecting medication to completely change my life. I'm also not expecting myself to get the medication right on the first go. I fully anticipate that probably it won't be right and it will have some bad side effects and we'll have to play with how much of the medication I'm taking. And then maybe that just isn't the right medication at all. And then we have to try another one. Um, I've done enough research now to know that I'm mentally preparing myself for like a three to 12 month period of trying to figure out the best uh, medication strategy. Then I also want to do a little bit more work like on the therapy side of things to, to just properly deal with things. Because like I think I said earlier, there's, I, I'm like halfway through my life. So we're talking about years and years and years and years of habits that were formed as a result of this, um, diagnose, like, or this, uh, disorder. So like a, a pill isn't just going to change everything. Like there's, there's a lot of other stuff that I need to do. I'm hopeful that my my own coping strategies that I've incorporated um, are a really good start. But then I'm going to just probably keep learning more and more and more about this crazy thing that I've just found out recently that apparently I have. And it's just going to keep being eye-opening. It's just all I got to say is it's been a very intense month. It's been crazy. Sometimes it feels like a little bit like an excuse slash you feel a little bit like 
maybe this isn't even accurate. Like maybe I don't have ADHD. Like, is this an excuse? Like, could it really be this? Like, it's a weird, it's a weird array of emotions. Anyways, guys, I'd love to hear what your thoughts and feelings are. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm just going to put this. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to stop now. This has been long enough. That's all I got. Talk to you guys later. Bye.